Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Welcome to the Runner's World Podcast with me, Rick Pearson. And me, Jane McGuire. Today, we're talking with Laura Fountain about the return of face-to-face running coaching. Uh, so how, how are you doing, Jane? You all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all, as good as can be in, in a pandemic. Um, <laughs> I, was, I went to Dorset at the weekends to my partner's parents, which was lovely, doing some kind of trail, like running on country roads. I mean, hmm. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah some of the driving on the country road wow. isn't really runner friendly is it yeah. yeah someone who's grown up in London I'm like where is the pavement but it's <laughs> lovely to kind of um I don't know be around some trees I guess but yeah I, I agree yeah well I was in the green as well I was, I was uh walked some of the South Downs way so this was um I think me and my wife and we, we had our, our child we were like we really want to be like want to maintain some of the things that that we love doing and and not not necessarily use like having a child as like a blanket excuse not to sort of not to leave the house um so yeah we it was it was quite ambitious on paper it was kind of three days walking two days camping wow. we're carrying carrying my son and and the tent uh but it was actually it was great actually and it was um it was a real reminder like i don't know how well we know south downs i don't know them so terribly well but they are they're beautiful actually like and they're really sort of consistently lovely so whatever part you pick you're gonna get like some really nice bits but um yeah it was really nice to how was camping with a baby <laughs> i'd say it was a game of two halves <laughs> uh the first night was was great and um asleep within about 30 minutes and then asleep all night which was like fantastic uh and I started to think, oh, maybe we'll do this every weekend. You know, maybe this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And then the second night, which was at the end of the longest day, we just so we walked about fourteen miles that day, which we felt like quite a lot actually. And um, some really nice stretches of uh, South Downs. There's a place called the Chanctonbury Ring, which is like amazing. We did that, and then um, but yeah, then kicked off for about two hours, and then it was it's quite it can be quite intense in the tent, kind of if it's particularly it was raining outside as well, so there was no. There was no escape, uh, but it was fine. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I think look back on it as a as a positive thing to do. And I guess campsites had literally just opened up, and, and the ones that had were, weren't very busy. So it felt like a it felt like quite a safe way of kind of getting back to a to a version of of normality. I think. Yeah. Nice. Hey, I, I don't know if you've seen Jane, but there's been lots of um, these fastest known times. I have. I saw this morning that Sabrina Vergie has set a new female FKT for the Wainwrights round, which she completed in six days, 17 hours and 51 minutes, which is mad. 
Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's, it's something like 214 or something like kind of peaks you, you got to. And, uh, she was, um, I think that she, uh, she was like looking like she was going to set the, like the, the, um, FKT for, for men or women for, for large parts of that and then just faded towards the end. But, um, Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, and down south, uh, like David Bone, ultra runner, um, completed the 150 mile London loop, which we know well. We know well. Having, <laughs> yeah. Having done that as a relay. Well, so he did it all on his own, uh, 30, in just over 34 hours. Um, yeah. I mean, right. 150 miles. And it's just, it's quite sort of staggering, isn't it? To even think that, like. Yeah. That and considering difficult. we were a team of what? 20 and we still we had to navigate and deal with all those little problems on our like in teams imagine doing it alone yeah yeah so fair play to to him and then um john kelly who's one of the few people to have um completed the barclay uh ridiculous barclay marathons uh uh, i think he's i think he's competed a couple of times actually but he's 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 now based in bristol he's he's from the u.s originally and he's uh, he's set off to do the the pennine way fkt Apparently, it currently stands at two days, seventeen hours, and twenty minutes. Uh, apparently, if you, if you want to if you want to beat this, you 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 really can't sleep during that period, or wow. you can have about two two ten minute naps. That's that's your, <laughs> that's your limit. So, so he's uh, he's doing that as we speak. He's doing it as we speak. Yeah, wow. and these FKTs. I mean, they feel like a really good, in some ways, a really good like lockdown friendly way of having of doing an, an event, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I recommend the London Loop. If anyone wants to try it, have a look at our, listen to our podcast. I think we did a podcast on it, didn't I think we? We did do a podcast on it. Yeah, and um, yeah, there's some. I mean, yeah, the signage is terrible, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's very. Be careful around that little Epping, uh, not Epping, Chingford. Yeah, I think Ching, yeah, Chingford way. Bit, is, a bit hairy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I came across a badger as well late at night. So there's, it's quite, it's quite a weird thing. But yeah, I think these FKTs like, they're. Yeah, I'm, I think they're a good development, and presumably, I mean, you can do an FKT on anything, Jane, couldn't you? You could do a kind of, you could be as specific as you, you want with it, I guess. Yeah, you could, um, you know, go for the old Strava segment on your own road, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah I think that. Strava segments are like, they're the, they're the kind of every, everyday FKT. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I got like four fastest on a road in Dorset. I'd never run on. I was absolutely <laughs> chuffed. Dear made. Don't worry about a marathon. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a website called, I think it's fastestknowntime.com or, or whatever. It's, um, but it, it shows you all, all the ones and you can search. And it's I think we may be p- reaching kind of peak FKT on some levels. So I started to, um, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with this and I was like, <laughs> I thought, oh, I know that there's this very unused trail called the Wandle Trail, which is up this the River Wandle in South London. No, no one walks it at all. Right. But there's an FKT for that, you know. And I was like, oh right, maybe maybe there are no more kind of <laughs> low hanging fruits in the FKT world. There's nowhere that's not been run. <laughs> no one's not been run. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's all good. So yeah, I think the, the John Kelly one will be will be taking place. When the podcast goes live, so we'll see if he can do it. Yeah, that, that, the Pennine Way FKT has been standing since 1989, apparently. Wow. Well, hopefully yeah. he'll, you know, hopefully, congratulations, you've done it. But if not, commiserations. Hopefully, he'll be listen- yeah. <laughs> listening to yeah. his way home. Yeah. No, pl- please go and get some sleep, John. Yeah. Yeah. Have a nap. Guest of the week. Here in the studio. Guest of the week. Sometimes on the phone. Could be an athlete. Could be a physio or a complete unknown. 
So with lockdown restrictions beginning to ease, running coaches up and down the country are tentatively returning to in-person coaching. Our guest this week is Laura Fountain, a UK athletics coach, personal trainer, author, and the founder of Lazy Girl Running. Like many other coaches, she's beginning to return to in-person coaching, and we're delighted to speak with her about how she and other coaches have had to adapt to adhere to the new government guidelines. So Laura, welcome to the Runners World podcast. Thanks for having me. Can we start then at, like, at the beginning of lockdown? So how did lockdown initially affect your coaching business? So I have, um, in person, I have a beginner's course that runs every 10 weeks, a naught to 5k, and then I have improver sessions, which are twice a week and uh, kind of drop-in sessions. And luckily, the current beginner's group that I was coaching came to week 10, just before lockdown um, started. So they weren't able to do their first park run, which we do um, after week 10, but they got that last 5k in. So that was great for them. But also administratively, it was good for me because I didn't have to sort out um, the 10 week block and how we work that. But what was sad was that the next group of um, 0-5k runners weren't able to start. Um, And I had to refund all of those. And I know they were all really keen. um, But I had to say, I'm sorry, we can't run. And 10 weeks into lockdown it was it was sad for me again to I looked at the calendar and well, you know we've all been crossing things out of our diaries every week but I saw the note to myself that we'd be doing the their graduation park run that week and that was again a bit sad because I I hope that they're some of the people that have downloaded the couch to 5k app and things like that and have started running in lockdown themselves but it it was a little sad moment for me that there were the 20 runners that might not have started running because of lockdown yeah and how did you um adapt obviously with a beginner it might be more complicated but for other people you coached how did you adapt that coaching so that it could kind of work remotely so I as well as the groups that I have in the park every week I have I do online coaching with a few runners at a time and they're usually training for a race. So as races started to cancel, there wasn't that same need for them to have the support for me. So we, quite a few of them, we put a pause on it. A couple um, have continued to train uh, remotely with me. They want to work on getting strong and getting their speed over the summer and then see what happens in the autumn. Um, I have because I I can do that with runners all over the world. So I have a woman that I'm coaching in Geneva. So her lockdown has been a bit different to ours and started to ease before ours. And then the races in Geneva may come back sooner. Um, But it's it's been interesting, period. Uh, I do a lot of um, bespoke training plans, but they're geared to races. So obviously with races not happening, I haven't been doing any of those. so for a long period, I was a bit twiddling my thumbs. Um, so I did a few, um, I did a few at home workouts, strength workouts for my runners, which I'd been promising them for ages, and I finally had some time to record those. So I put some up on YouTube, and um, was surprised that more than just the runners that train with me regularly um, had been using them and enjoying them. Um, so I did a few more, and actually. It was a bit of a two-way benefit because obviously they were getting something to do at home, but it gave me a sense of like I was coaching still um, and a bit of purpose because I don't know if people that are on furlough have experienced this, but you do feel a bit lost in terms of 
not having your it's part of my identity that I coach so that's been strange that's interesting you were saying about um putting those videos up maybe you didn't have time uh, to do that before um lockdown happened do you think that that's something you might continue and are there other lessons that you've kind of learned through this process that you think you might bring to your coaching now well once the once the guidelines eased and now we're allowed to train um in groups of six so there's me as the instructor and then five um participants so because that wasn't wasn't really suitable to coaching a range of abilities in a run-in session um I started doing circuit workouts in the park with geared for runners so um, that's something I thought about doing for a long time but having that limited number it kind of lends itself really well to that and so I put on one a week and now we're at three a week because they've been very popular Um, so we meet um, 7.15am two mornings a week and then nine one morning and people that have been coming I've been enjoying the workout, but the first couple of weeks, everyone was so, oh my God, it's it's great to be among other people that yeah. aren't necessarily the people that are in your household, you know, at a distance, we're a few meters apart, but just to have a chat with other people and necess- not necessarily about lockdown and about um, keeping well, um, but just about, oh, you know, idle chit chat and about my um, cheesy music that I'm playing throughout. <laughs> what do you have to kind of how um, daunting is it, or how how do you kind of what you're doing to ensure that you stay within? Obviously, you're all kind of social distance, but is there any problems you've kind of encountered with people sharing equipment or stuff like that? It must be really overwhelming, I imagine, to try and put on a group event at the moment. Yeah, so it was a lot of um, thinking, how do I do this beforehand? And I guess it was kind of a benefit for me that I hadn't done those sessions before. So I wasn't kind of automatically doing them the way that I did before and then thinking, oh, God. Um, So I have a set of cones, which most coaches have in their bag. um, And I mark the cones out and I do three of my strides apart, which I think is even with my short legs, more than two (laughs) meters. so I place them all apart and uh, they all choose a cone and we don't have any equipment and all our exercises are standing. So before I might have done like tricep dips on a park bench, but because of um, cross contaminations and things like that, we do everything. You're just stood, no equipment, although we do make use of their own water bottles sometimes. Um as a, as a slight weight, but more as a kind of prop to encourage them to move their upper body. But yeah, everything standing, no equipment needed. And it's just about being creative, which has been, um, which has been fun to think about what can we do. Um, and so we do, I've done four different sessions and, you, you know, you wouldn't think necessarily that you could come up with so many um, body weight exercises that involve standing and, um, that are varied but still useful and getting people moving i think that some companies and people have been surprised at how effective remote working is and, and you can see the the kind of arguments for it as far as like fewer overheads um very little admin was there any part of you that, that actually thought actually remote coaching maybe, maybe that's um maybe i could i could just do this going forward and, and the in-person stuff is i don't need to do that anymore um I enjoy getting out. Um, yeah. 
because uh, you know my most of my time I'm looking after my two-year-old son and um, I do my coaching alongside that so I like to get out in the evening when I've been with my son all day um, to then get out among adults and coach <laughs> is is a nice kind of change from that um, and I do think that yeah so many things you can do online but I think that idea of people coming together and pushing themselves and get and getting something off each other um you know emotionally not not, (laughs) we're not wanting to catch anything off each other um but you know pushing each other to try a bit harder and to say oh you know you look at each other and think well they're doing another rep okay I can do another rep and that sort of thing um and it does take you out of because my evening sessions, people come from work and you can see them kind of shed their their days, stresses and things for just that hour um, that you might not get if you went home and were back into your usual world. Yeah, definitely. And there's lots of, lots of studies, aren't there, that show the kind of mental and physical benefits of, of exercising with people in a group. I'm sure that's, I'm yeah. sure that's true. And I think for the beginners particularly, I know when I, why I set up the groups is because when I started running like uh, 13, 14 years ago, um, there wasn't, there wasn't that kind of community that I was seeking. So I set up these groups because it was what I would have wanted to go to. Um, So with the beginners particularly, they might not know other people that run or might know people that run a lot faster than them that don't necessarily understand what it is to be a complete beginner. So when they come and they're all very nervous in week one, um, but they're all nervous and they look at each other and think we're all in the same boat. And once they start running and they see each other are finding it hard work, I think it's reassuring that, oh, actually, it's not just me that's finding one minute of running really hard. What would your advice be, I guess, to like you mentioned so many you haven't been able to run these groups for the beginners because I think it's so exciting that there's so many people coming to running during lockdown but I can imagine it must feel quite daunting what do I do now I haven't got a race to sign up to there's no park runs there's nothing kind of in my I don't know like things that I can achieve what would your advice be to those kind of new runners looking for something else to kind of motivate them at this time I guess um yeah, I think it's going, to, it's going to be a challenge when people do start to go back to work in a, you know, physical work and have that kind of daily routine to try and keep that momentum as if they're going out three times a week at the moment and they might not have that same flexibility if they're going back to an office. So that's going to be a challenge. Um, and if they can try and kind of see that as a challenge in itself of kind of if you can tick off three runs each week um and aim for that consistency it's not the same it's not got the like same glamour as getting a medal but it's gonna do you you're gonna it's gonna have more benefits for you um races will be back parkrun will be back eventually and if you can get yourself strong and get yourself fit it might be that you have a regular route that you do and every couple of weeks time yourself doing it even if it's like one lap of the park um see how long it takes you and seeing that even if in four weeks time it takes you 
like a few seconds less, then hopefully that's enough motivation to keep you going. Because I think one of the things that motivated me when I first started running was seeing that proof of improvement. Because if you go to a, a gym class or something, you still find it hard each week, even if you're getting fitter, because you're pushing yourself um, harder each time you're getting fitter. Whereas you've got that that measurable um, element to run in. So you know that you've run a bit further or you know that you've run a bit faster. Um, so keep a log of it. Uh, I used to have like just a little notebook and I used to write down in it. Um, this shows my age because it was predating Strava and things like that when I started running. But um, just note it down in your diary or in your notebook so that you can see actually I have improved. And I think we're all we're all guilty of looking forward sometimes to what we want to do that we don't necessarily look back to where we were a few weeks ago and think, oh, great, I have improved and um, and notice that and feel good about that. Is there um, any frustration for you, Laura, around um, what the guidelines currently are? I know it's like up to six people coaching outdoors. Um, so probably quite easy to social distance, actually, in many ways. And then we have pubs are, essentially, are, are open, you know, and yeah, it doesn't necessarily feel like it's a completely kind of consistent message that's being put out there. Do you think that coaches have been a little hard done by it? Yeah, so I am more than happy to keep my business shut down for as long as is necessary if it's for the public good and if it's going to save lives, then I'm more than happy to do that. What I've been frustrated by is that businesses that have been able to open, um, pubs and restaurants, I understand that everybody uh, needs to pay their bills and it's just frustrating for me that um, it's it's not necessarily the order that I would have changed mm. things in. So I um, I coach in a park, and the area that we use at the moment is about four or five netball courts in size. Mm. Um, I can more than easily social distance the five runners that I have in front of me. You know, they could have. 10 meters apart I could deal with more runners than that at a time it's difficult because not everyone will have the same amount of space um but I do think maybe there should be some some amount of responsibility put onto us to say look be sensible what could you reasonably do within the space that you have um we do risk assessments all the time as coaches, as personal trainers, about the venues that we're coaching in. Um, we know how to do that. Um, so we should be trusted to do that. Um, the guidelines have changed now. And I think the governing bodies for all different sports are looking at those and then will interpret them and pass that down to their um, their coaches to say what they think is reasonable for them to be able to do uh, but I think I could more than easily social distance 20 people um, as well as, if not better than, uh, a beer garden could. And the fact that 20 people could be in a beer garden, but as soon as they start to do a workout with me, suddenly that's not okay. Doing yeah, exactly. teaching a beer garden. <laughs> exactly. And presumably people aren't coming to your um, 
classes, you know, half cut and kind of you know, <laughs> three or four pints. And it's like, yeah, I think you, I think you've got a very valid point there, Laura. Yeah, I, I really liked your tweet earlier, Laura, about um, lockdown or returning to more normality. I guess being oh, a yeah. time to forget things that. You, you don't have to go back to that 6am spin class that always makes you feel rubbish, but you feel like you have to do. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, the way that I coach is um, f- primarily I want people to enjoy running and particularly with beginners, um, running is often seen as a punishment. Um, I think that's an old a hangover from our days at school when it was run a lap of the field if you um, did something wrong. Uh, and I want them to enjoy it because if you can enjoy running, then you're going to do it more regularly and you're going to have a lifelong relationship with it, hopefully. But also, you know, we've all got enough things in our life to worry about and that put stress on us that exercise shouldn't be one of them. It should be something to enjoy. And um, that doesn't mean that you're not going to push yourself. Some days you're going to push yourself really hard. Other days you're going to go out and do something quite gentle. And I think that that idea of going to classes that make you feel bad and that equate exercise just as something to burn calories and that an idea that you have to look a certain way. And that's all rubbish. You know, runners come in all shapes and sizes. We all have different aims, um, And we all have different constraints in our lives. And I don't want to add to anyone's stress by telling them that they have to run this many times a week and they have to run this session. If people come to my session, I say, look, do what's right for you today. If you want to push yourself and go really hard, then that's that's good. If you want to take it easy, then that's fine, too, because you need to give people responsibility for how hard they train within your session. I can advise them, but it's, it's their body and it's up to them and they know what's right for them today. So yeah, I, I would say to people, if there's classes that you don't enjoy, don't go back to them. Um, and sometimes, you know, that enjoyment is sometimes, uh, enjoyment after you, you might think, Oh God, I'm pushing hard. And then afterwards go, yeah, that was, that was good. But if you, feel bad about yourself if you dread it and you that trainer makes you feel bad about yourself and is always talking about um talking about like getting a bikini body or this or that when you're just like I just I just want to you know have a bit of a sweat uh and know that I move myself and feel good I'm not bothered about getting rock hard abs or whatever you know that's that's not everyone's goal for exercise and it doesn't have to be and it shouldn't be um I might have had a rant then, but it's just no, frustrating it's me that, that it's not, you know, we talk about exercise in such a negative way so often that it's something to to punish yourself with or to be um, endured rather than to be enjoyed. I think that's one thing as well, that the government let us exercise during a pandemic. It's so important. Um, yeah. and But it should be something that we want to do, not feel like we have to do. I think that's a lovely message to kind of carry with you as gyms reopen in the next yeah. few weeks. I think a lot of people will have realised, you know, in terms of not being able to do certain things and gone, oh, I actually, I really want to get out and just move about. And hopefully they'll remember that Um that feeling of going out and just moving their body and being out in nature and stuff. And, you know, I, I, I hope that gyms and studios are successful um, and are able to welcome back customers as well. Um, 
but I would say go to the ones that you really enjoy and it's a good chance to shake up your routine and try new things try new studios or classes or trainers that um, you haven't tried before yeah Laura, thanks so much for uh, for coming yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, great to speak to you. We, uh, we appreciate you uh, giving up your time to uh, talk with us. No problem. This is the Runner's World Podcast. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, I think that's a, that was a really interesting point Laura made about, um, yeah, only doing exercise that you that yeah. you like doing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not in a rush to go back to the gym. I know that I'm probably... There'll be lots of our listeners who are can't wait, but I think I've really and I, I'd like I'd like to go back to the pool because um, that's one thing you definitely can't do at home. But I've really enjoyed <laughs> doing my like yoga and my um, little little kind of workouts from my garden. I've loved it, but um, I know that the gyms need to reopen for lots of other people. But I think it is a good point that you shouldn't have to do that six a.m. spin class just because you it burns this amount of calories and if you actually hate it if you love it great but if you hate it don't do it well, I agree and I think um running's not immune to this either like no. I look back at my running I think I kind of felt like I had to do certain sessions in a week like if I'm not doing a tempo run like yeah. well then, then my fitness will be going down and all that kind of stuff and I think that, that is kind of great if you're if a tempo run makes sense because you want to do you know you've, you've got like a half marathon pb or, or that you genuinely love the activity but i think to be to feel sort of sort of wedded to these kind of workouts and it is it can be a bit kind of um yeah i feel like kind of added pressure in the yeah, week which sure. is not the idea i think yeah i think i need i need a plan i need a structure or mm. i would 
just run <laughs> I just I don't know I don't I think I need to, some sort of structure in my running but I agree I'm not I think I used to force myself to go to um and I don't want to slag off treadmill classes because again people love them but they're not for me um as soon as you put me in a setting that feels like a nightclub my heart rate goes oh. through the roof <laughs> and I used to make myself go because I'd be like they're really good for you you know you need to mix up your running yeah. I'm like actually I don't think I'll be rushing back no, I'm with you. It feels, it feels a bit like sort of laser quest. Yeah. <laughs> but because uh, you, you, I mean, you, you're, you're really good though, Jane. You always have like, I feel like you always get some races in the diary. And, and I mean, presumably there was a few that you had in mind that are now. Yeah. Now so happy. I think I, I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast, but I think I, no, I did not preempt a pandemic, but in January I was just not feeling it. I wasn't feeling a spring marathon. I was feeling really, I think like you mentioned, like, having a plan was dragging me down and I couldn't get out of bed and get excited about it so I just was like I'm just going to use I had I had the Chicago well I have the Chicago marathon in October so I thought I'm just going to use most of the year to just try and get a bit quicker over 5k and 10k and just kind of get back into the momentum of training for me not training for a race yeah um and now then all the races got cancelled and I was kind of like oh well I didn't expect this but um my plan hasn't really changed I would I mean I'm I don't know what will happen with London or Chicago in October um but I'm kind of thinking you know if I think I always knew I needed to take a year out to really work on the little things to get better and it's kind of I've been forced to do that so it's a weird one I've not been I've not been sat there refreshing waiting to hear if a race has been cancelled I've kind of none had none of that pressure which must be awful but yeah it's kind of it's kind of been part of my plan anyway and the pandemic yeah. just happened in the middle of it I think a lot of runners have felt this and maybe they kind of overestimated how important having a race yeah was and actually it can be it can be a lovely um kind of realization kind of if you're like actually you know what I, I i literally just i love running and like and the race style of stuff is, is a bonus course it's an amazing day and, and it gives you a bit of purpose but I, I will definitely continue to run in the absence of organized races that, that's that's a no-brainer yeah for sure and i think sometimes it's quite nice i always find um i've always been like this but having the pressure of a date hanging over me mm. actually makes me you know if I know I've got 16 weeks I will spend 16 weeks stressing about that race yeah. I won't yeah. spend 16 weeks being like this is my time to get stronger I will fi- I will find every niggle everything that might go wrong I'll check mm. the weather I will become a maniac about that day <laughs> and not having that I'm like I've been I've probably done a 16 week plan how long have we been in lockdown I'm not sure um yeah. and I've not thought about I've not thought about it once I've just kind of got on with it and I think yeah hopefully that will be the same for new runners I think always a 12-week plan seems really daunting doesn't it but yeah you just tick it off and without that kind of pressure but I, I guess it runs the other that suits my personality for some people they need that pressure to get them out the door um but for me I think I've actually I don't want to say I've enjoyed it there's a lot I haven't enjoyed but <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed running 
just to run, not for a race. And I think that's been a really positive lesson because I think if I'd given up running, my job would be really difficult. Yeah. Yes, I mean, that's true. I mean, that's true. So that brings us to the end of this week's Runners World podcast. A big thanks to our guest, Laura Fountain, and to you, of course, for listening. The Runners World podcast is available on Acast, iTunes, and all of your favourite podcast apps. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.